Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well today. Now for today's interview, I'm so excited to present Myra becoming a doctora. And we are talking about so many things in this episode that I'm just, I can't wait for all of you to listen. So we go into talking about what she's doing for her dissertation in regards to trauma and the Latinx community, as well as going into detail about higher education individuals such as myself, herself, and anyone else at the grad level program creating content. And I think it's a really interesting topic, so go ahead and just, I hope you enjoyed to listen to that. And lastly, before we even kick off, I want to all let you know that she is at Loyola University, Chicago. All right, mi gente, I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so, so happy to be here. Um, I am, um, like Estrella just mentioned, a PhD uh, student. Um, I'm a first-gen student, very proud to say that. Um, and I started my program in 2017. So, you know, I am very, I feel old. <laughs> Girl, no worries. We're we're the same age. We're in our mid twenties. So th the other day, because long story short, me that we actually found each other through Instagram, which we will talk about more in the episode. And there's actually a lot of detail to go into that. Like it's crazy. But um, when I found her on Instagram, I reached out and I was like, "Hey, do you want to be on an episode? Because this podcast is all about uplifting first generation Latinx students. You'd be a perfect interviewee." And then. We just set up a random IG video call, which is hilarious because it's like our parents have always taught us not to talk to strangers, but that's what we kind of did on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hilarious. <laughs> no, literally. So, Myra, um, I just want to know, like, and I know everyone else wants to know, too, like, we have, we're like, as I said, we are grad students and we're also really active on creating content for our social media platforms. I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts about grad students making their way into, you know, the content creator world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that, you know, honestly, like it's, it's amazing. I, I really feel that, you know, this is an area that obviously like for several reasons, I think others, you know, students have gotten inspired off of other students. So like personally for me, I'm going to share that, you know, I've had people um, message me and be like, hey, so like, how did you start your page? Like how, um, how do you choose like what content you're going to create like this on a certain day? Um, and like, what comes, like, what are the, what do the ideas like look like and stuff like that? And You know, I just really think it's it's amazing. And I think that, you know, it's an area, honestly, that, you know, needs to need it to grow, I think, because there's like influencers for like, I don't know, like all sorts of things like fashion and like food. But like, why not like, you know, higher education? Why not content to like empower our communities, content to empower first generation students? You know what I mean? So I think it's it's honestly amazing. And, and I'm glad that it is happening. And you know, I think for a lot of us, you know what I mean? It's just a source of like 
um, you know, empowerment. And, and I think it's also very like, you know, even if you're having like a stressful day, like, you know, you can go to your page and you can like, you know, interact with people from your community and, you know, everything's going to be, be all right. You know what I mean? It, it's just that feeling when you go in, in, in your, like in your page and you're just like, I know these people have my back. You know what I mean? Like we don't know each other, but we're all, we're all kind of like in this together and we're all rooting for each other. So, you know, I don't know if I answered your question, but <laughs> no, you pretty <laughs> much did. And know? something I was talking about with Myra during our like pre chat session was I find it really like interesting. And I love the fact that like, when, when we, like you said, it's like when we talk to each other, we'll like pretty much hype each other up. Like me and Myra have only talked to each other, like video wise, including this, this like video chat we're having right now, like two or three times. And literally every time, like, let's say I hear her say that she's not feeling that great at the moment, or she feels overwhelmed with work. I'll literally type in like, you got this, you're doing amazing. And then every time she'll post anything on her Instagram, whether she's talking about like, questions she gets asked as a PhD student by her family or questions about how to like talk to your family about what it's like to be studying for PhD. It's kind of like, it's just nice to have such an uplifting education community, especially because I feel like we're all able to uplift each other so positively. And I'm going to like drop a few names. So we have Becoming a Doctora, Myself, Cafecito con Estrellita. We have Grad Life Grind, Academic Latina, Latina Grad Guide, I feel we're all able to, once again, hype each other up because we are very in tune with our emotions because we want to stay educated, to continue being there and educating our social media friends. I don't even want to call them followers. They just, they're our gente. Yeah, they get it. You like know? our community. Like, I really think it's our community. It's like, I don't know, because followers to me, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, for me, like, I'm, you know, and this is maybe not, you know, <laughs> it may be too much info, but, you know, when I started, it wasn't even like, like, I was always thinking like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, even if I don't get that many followers, like for me, it was never really about like the followers. It was more about just like creating connections with people and like, you know, letting others kind of understand, like, there's another person who like, you know what I mean? Like there's someone who's going through the same struggles that you are, you know what I mean? And you know, I think like for me, that's always been, it's been it, you know what I mean? Creating like genuine, like connections and, you know, just, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like those connections that, I mean, a connection that I've built with you, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's really about that. And then I was also going to go ahead and say what I love about so many of our content pages, which again, I feel like why so many of our hint that just relates to it is not only do we share like, you know, academic information such as make sure you apply to this, make sure you like, don't let yourself get to a complete burnout, take your breaks. It's because we also incorporate lifestyle. Does that make sense? I feel like maybe we'd have a different engagement if we weren't including lives, if we weren't including our stories, along with like the informative posts, such as make sure that you don't procrastinate so much because it will kind of eat you alive because I've been there. That's why I've tried to like level down my procrastination <laughs> as I've kept going through education. And so I think just having those two things just make us as gra like as again content creators and higher education students just more relatable to just want to push everyone and the other thing that i think is so important that you actually mentioned to myra is that 
So, mi gente, with these platforms, we've been able to find things we didn't even know existed. We really had to dig. It's kind of like when people say, do your research. And that's how you find, for example, small brands. Or that's how you find, like, the 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 best way to, like, minimize, I don't know, minimize stress at home. Things like that. So, you have to really dig for answers. Me and Myra were talking about, like, once we started these platforms and once we started to find other gente in our community that was trying for the same thing, we started to find scholarships from, like, nonprofits or scholarships from, like, different schools, whether they're in California or outside of California, that have scholarship opportunities for Latinx students, which is so crazy because we would have never found them if our, like, like most search items didn't lead us to it, which goes back to the government is watching us. So that's why I think it's also amazing. Cause I, I don't know about you girl, but I remember like, I would always hear people talk about finding scholarship opportunities. I'm like, yeah, but where are they? Mm-hmm. But yeah. are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And like I was, I had already told you earlier, it's like, I mean, I live in Illinois, right? So I'm from Chicago and I was telling you, like, I feel like I live in the middle of like nowhere, like Illinois. People are probably like, where is Illinois? (laughs) So like for me, like I've seen, you know what I mean? I feel like, I don't know if it's just not as publicized, but like, I'm very not super aware of like that many scholarships. You know what I mean? Um, And like when I was through this platform, like I, I really like began to see to see like, oh my gosh, there's all these like scholarship opportunities. Like, like, you know, these are like for students who attend like primarily like California universities. But then I started like digging a little more, like which ones are available to like, you know, peeps who are like from Illinois (laughs) or like Chicago. Um, And so things like that, you know what I mean? Like, I just never, never realized like, like, you're right. Like, I, it literally was like, where do people find all of these things? But that's literally, like, why I also, like, love sharing, like, scholarship opportunity stuff. Because I'm just like, man, even though I didn't apply for it, I don't want you people not to apply for it. You know what I mean? And I think it's also because, I mean, this is a little, like, different. But it's also like, you know what I mean? Money should not stop people from, you know, pursuing higher education. You know what I mean? That's, like, the worst. And I freaking hate that, that, you know, that financial piece for sure. No, of course. And question actually, Myra, that just struck me when you made 1k followers and your followers are still growing. I I, I watch you. I watch all my girls. How do you feel about that? Did you ever have a moment like, wow, I wasn't even trying. Like people actually care about this content. They care that I want to help them what were your thoughts as you continue to see your numbers just grow so naturally and steadily? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, like I told you before, like for me, it was never about like the followers. It was more of just like creating connections and like, you know what I mean? Even if somebody who didn't follow me could see my stuff and be like, Oh, okay. She's going through the same things that I am. You know what I mean? For me, it was like, it's always been more just about those connections and just talking to other people and like kind of increasing like that knowledge and, you know, um, and building each other up really. But when I did reach, like, I'm going to be honest, like when I did reach those like 1K, I was just like, like what? Like me, like I'm very like, you know what I mean? Because I think it's just like, I've always been that type of person that like, you know, it's just hard for me to see myself as that important. You know what I mean? For people, 
for people to want to like follow me or want like advice from me and all of that. You know what I mean? So in that moment, I was just like, but I'm not that special, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it's just very nice. You know what I mean? Cause like, it's not like the one K followers, but it's just like the sweet messages you get from people from time to time. And, and people who comment, you know, on your posts and are like, Oh my gosh, I really needed like your page or, you know, I came across your page and it was like the best thing ever. Like, those are the things that hit me. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, if I can make a small impact in somebody's, you know what I mean? Like in somebody's life or even day, you know what I mean? That to me is like so, so, so important. And I'm sure that you will feel the same way Estrella, because, you know, we are people who want, who, like just have a desire to help to make an impact in people's lives and especially make an impact on like, you know, people like us, you know what I mean? Like make an impact in that way and help people who have had similar journeys to us. Like, you know what I mean? Like that is pretty much, you know what I mean? When I hit those 1k followers and I got, you know, when I, and I got these messages from people like that's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It's heartwarming. And I'm assuming it uplifts you to keep doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. whether it's like to study or whether it's to create more content or whatever it is you need to do for you. Now, something else I want to bring up, Mi gente, once again, I was talking about it with Myra. Me and Myra, and she can share her thoughts right after I share it. Me and her are very aware that we've had many opportunities and certain privileges that have allowed us to like gain resources or learn different things. Now, the thing is, me and her have also talked about that. We know there are so many Latinx first generation college students that literally go to school full time, work full time, and they take care of La Familia. I know I always bring that up, but it is so true. They really do. And it's hard for those types of students because even if they're doing well in those in their classes, It's like, how do they find the resources about when to send in their application for a UC or Cal State ahead of time? Like, when should they start planning for that? Or finding a resource about, like, a career fair that's online. Anything, not career fair. I guess I would say more, like, um, resume workshop or something like that. And I feel like, at least for me, every time I upload an episode, I if it's not an interview, it's in a solo episode where I'll be like, for example... If you're trying to transfer from a community college in California to a UC or a Cal State, you're going to go ahead and go on assist.org to see which courses you need to take for transfer. And me just saying that, you don't know which first gen student is listening to the podcast while driving and they hear that and they're like, I didn't know that Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm only go to my campus to like work and go home. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because mm-hmm. they have other responsibilities. What do yeah. you think, Myra? And to add to that, Estrella, I think that I don't know what it is about academia, but it's almost as if, and we already know why, because you know this is just a you know a question that we always ask, but we know the answer is that it's almost like they don't want you to know, like they don't want you to get ahead of them. You know what I mean? Like, like for me personally, like I'm reflecting right now as you were saying that, and it's just like all of this information that I don't know, all of these scholarships, possibilities, all of this thing I did, these things that I don't know about dissertation, about internship, you know what I mean? Like so many things that I don't know, like, why don't I know? It's not that people don't know, but it's just like, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about academia who doesn't 
who can't sit down with like a first generation student like you to tell you and walk you through the process. Like, because they're going to, you know what I mean? Like they can't sacrifice a few minutes out of their day, like to do that with you. They, it, it almost seems like, you know what I mean? Like these, it's what we say over and over again. These systems really were not built for us. You know what I mean? And like, I, I, you know, I, like I was saying, I was reflecting while you, while you said that and you know what I mean? It's, it's, and then like, sometimes like, you know what I mean? We'll get that blame as first gen students. Like you guys are, don't try hard enough. Like you guys don't look uh, closer. You know what I mean? And it's really not like that. You know what I mean? It's more of a matter of like, you know, I wish you could sit down with me for a few minutes and just like told me how I could work through this. You know what I mean? And it's just very, very, very heartbreaking. But for me, like personally, I'm thinking about it right now. Like all the scholarships that I don't know about, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like maybe my peers who are from like the majority, like white background know about them, but I don't know about them because I haven't gone through this. My family has, doesn't have education. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it just stinks a little bit. <laughs> and I agree, girl. And I could, and that's what I feel fuels higher education creators like ourselves to want to keep making more content, give out more resources to all our first gen gente. Cause who else is better to cheer on our first generation gente than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're still learning too. There are so many things that I probably learned just last month that about like my program that I would have never known about mm-hmm. if like, you know what I mean? But that's why I think it's so crucial. And I want to hear your feedback on it after I say this. I think it's so crucial that if you are a Latinx first gen student or just a first generation student in general, and you come and you know that you have more time flexibility in the sense of like privilege, because we're all privileged in a sense, and you learn something do the best that you can to just share it with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Because then even if you only tell that one extra person about, for example, when you transfer to a community college or not transfer from a community college in California to other four year systems like Cal States or UCs, there is an entire transfer center filled with counselors for transfer students. So that transfer students don't find their way to freshman counselors that may give them the wrong information. If you're a first generation student that has time flexibility privileges pretty much and you learn something like that just share it with one other person even if it's just one person that you know has full-time job full-time work tell them because even if they don't know they need that information now maybe when they're sitting during that time of application or during that time that they're at that transfer institution they it hits them like oh yeah I remember I heard this from that one person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do you think Myra no I agree with you definitely that's how you know what I mean like even if you tell like one person, that person will tell another person. And that's just how, you know what I mean? This is how it all operates. And this is how we move forward. You know what I mean? Like you may think that it's very insignificant. I only told one person, but you know what I mean? Like that one person has like a community and has like so many people that they can share it with. So that's just how like we, that's not how we have to spread knowledge, honestly. And we got to help each other out. Like nos tenemos que ayudar entre Todos, you know what I mean? Because there is no, there is no other way. Exactly. And especially because unfortunately, like, I, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure. Do you ever find yourself doing homework till 3am because you had to do family responsibilities and work? 
Exactly. There's not going to be any academic counselors at one in the morning, but what will be available at one in the morning is a podcast like Cabecito con Estrita or an Instagram page like um, Becoming a Doctora and just things like that. Like we need to make, do our best as first gen students that are creating content to just put what we can out there, you know, to really help each other. Go on. And I will be honest. I think it's just like, also like, you know what I mean? Academic counselors are intimidating. They can be. <laughs> they really can, especially if they don't look like us. Mm-hmm. And that's like pretty much, I would say, primarily most of higher, like higher education, like, you know what I mean? Institutions, like, it's, you know, it's very hard for you to find somebody who looks like you. And I'll be honest, like, I wouldn't want to talk to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a counselor who doesn't look like me, even now, like, I'm just thinking about it. Like, I find it very hard you know what I mean? Sometimes like I just, I wish I had somebody who looked like me so I could tell them what it means to me to be going through this journey. You know what I mean? Looking the way I do and having, you know what I mean? Being, Similar experiences. Yeah. And I think it's just like for me, you know what I mean? For me, because my culture is so important and I speak like Spanish like 90% of the time and like my familia means everything to me. And like, you know what I mean? I'm always doing things with my family. Like if I could sit down and tell somebody that, but I can't, you know what I mean? Cause it's just, it's not, it's not as comforting, you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, if you get advice from someone who looks like you, it's comforting. And to some extent, like you feel like they're not, they're not judging you because they come from a similar background. Mm-hmm. I agree, boo. I agree a hundred percent, but that's all right. That's why we got each other and we're going to keep going exactly what we're doing, girl. Now, talking more about getting information out there, what we're doing in higher education. Can you go ahead and dive into the work you're doing for your dissertation? Sure. <laughs> so I was, um, you know, as I was telling you earlier, Estrella, um, so even though I took like, a, you know, a momentary pause on my um, dissertation, um, I am working on my dissertation. Um, I do hope to propose by next spring, hopefully. Um, And my dissertation is primarily focused on looking at um, trauma-informed schools. So um, something that has kind of picked up popularity, I think, in education um, has been kind of training staff, training educators, I think school communities in general about what trauma is, trauma symptoms, and like what um, trauma symptoms um, how they can manifest in students. So, um, what I specifically hope to look look at through my um, dissertation is basically like how um, do educators use trauma training? Like what. Um, classroom strategies are they implementing um, as a result of trauma training? Um, Have they um, started to look at their students in a different lens? Um, And as a result of implementing perhaps like classroom strategies that are trauma-informed, are they seeing um, like reductions in like, I don't know, PTSD symptoms in their students? Um, Have there been reductions in disciplinary rates? Um, So I'm really kind of hoping to like look at, you know, the specific kind of effects that trauma training has on educators and how they're utilizing what they learn in trauma training in their classrooms. And I want to ask you this, Myra, why are you so intrigued by this area of study? Um, 
So trauma-informed training and trauma-informed schools in general for me. Um, so this was one of my um, one of the things that one of my supervisors for my practicum, my very first, no, second year of the program, um, that was like her area of study. And she was in a, she was in a primarily uh, Latinx um, high school. And, you know, I think that they completed like a social emotional screener at one point with, you know, like the, their school. And they found out that like, you know, 89% of like the students in, in this school had like experienced like at least one trauma. So like, you know, I think that in a lot of our communities, in our, a lot of our Latinx communities, like we do experience trauma for a variety of reasons. You know, trauma is, you know, can occur due to like, you know, several like, you know, experiences. Um, but I do also think that, you know, I'm interested in trauma because of primarily that focus on intergenerational trauma and a lot of the traumas that we carry from like our ancestors and like, you know, our parents. Um, so, you know, I think that I, I, I found that connection where I know that a lot of our community has, um, you know, trauma and carries that intergenerational trauma. So for me, that's been a big thing. It's just because I know trauma impacts like our community and, you know, specifically, I would say that even the treatment of, of trauma, of trauma symptoms and trauma, like the treatment of like PTSD, like that's not also super easy for our communities. You know what I mean? Because obviously we already know like mental health um, access like to treatment in our communities is not, um, you know, super accessible. So that's why, like, I, I want to focus on that because, you know, I know it's relevant to our community. No, of course. And one thing that, again, mi gente, we talked about earlier before we hit record is the importance of teachers, professors, whichever educator role you're in, it's important to have an open mind. Now, one thing I did ask Myra is, and I, and this is what I mean, really have an open mind. How can educators find that happy medium to not only give like, you know, their students the academic, like, you know, obstacles they kind of need to help them grow, not only like educational base, but also like persona base, if you really think about it and you want to dissect it a little bit. But how can we like just find educators find the happy medium where they'll, you know, they'll make sure that they're assisting the first gen like with like being more mindful about the traumas, but also not taking away the opportunity for the first gen students like myself to become the best student person they may be. And the reason why I bring this up is because I openly told Myra, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned before on a previous post or episode during my entire life as a student up until now in grad school, where I cut that off. I was always a very tense student. Like I was very like tense, but not negative. Like everyone will still say I was bubbly and whatnot. However, if I turned in an assignment late or if I was just like failing something, but then like I do the most. And as long as like, you know, it was good, it was good. I would just like, I just, I always felt like I was just on edge as a student. I was always on edge because it's just like, oh my gosh, I, I need to like prepare myself. Like if I was going to get attacked by an educator, 
which was not going to happen, but it was all kind of in my head. And I don't mean like attack physically. I meant like they'll attack me with a bad grade if I don't like meet this before the deadline. Instead of, I know I've met some students that aren't necessarily first gen, they would turn work past the deadline without a worry. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do you think of all that, Myra? Yeah. So I was kind of talking to you about it earlier, but I think a lot of those, like, you know, behaviors are a result of, as I was saying, intergenerational trauma, like our, our, our traumas, maybe from our childhood and traumas that like our parents, like, you know, I'm thinking of myself, you know, as a student growing up and all the kind of expectations that my parents have, like, you know, you need to get straight A's, like nothing lower, lower than an A, you know what I mean? And a lot of, you know, personally, I think like, I have a lot of perfection, like wanting to be like a perfectionist, like a lot of traits like that. And I think they're all kind of like results of like sort of things that obviously are, have come up like in, in childhood, you know what I mean? Like, you know, your parents sitting down with you and like, no, esa letra está mal, escríbala bien, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, just think about it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I really think like what you were mentioning, some of like, you know, that just like being tense and, you know, perhaps wanting to like, you know, please like professors in like assignments and like wanting to do well, like all the time I think is, you know, is like really affected by like our upbringing and a lot of like, you know, you know, trauma, you know what I mean? And even though, um, you know, some would probably be like, what are you talking about? Like trauma, but it is trauma because as a child, you know, it it literally makes you anxious and you know, like, you know, it's, it just, it's like sort of like very, very like, um, I don't know, anxious for us. You know what I mean? Like very on edge. Yes. Um, so, you know what I mean? I think as, as educators, I think we just got to be like very open-minded that everybody comes from like, you know, different like backgrounds that, and especially as first gen students, you know what I mean? Like if you're like a first, like if you as an educator are like, we're a first gen student, like think about that. Think about all the expectations that, you know what I mean? Um, can be present in a child's life. You know what I mean? And I'm not just talking about expectations in school because even though in school they could have like some sort of expectations at home, they may have other expectations. And I think it's just, um, you know, we got to be acknowledging all of that. And as educators, I think what you were saying about the happy medium, I think we need to hold high expectations for our students, but at the same time also acknowledge, you know, that life happens. And if they say, for instance, you know, like, I can't get this assignment to you, you know what I mean, tomorrow because of this, this, and this, you know, just tell them, okay, like, that's fine, um, you know, don't necessarily say, oh, well, you know, like, just get it to me, like, I don't know, just don't completely eliminate that expectation that they need to complete that assignment, but still, you know, t- like, give them some room, you know what I mean, they are humans, they are, they have families, they have lives, so at the same time, like we were saying yesterday, like holding those expectations, but also, you know, also giving some leeway because, you know, there's life, there's families, everybody has different circumstances, you know? 
Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I agree a hundred percent. Now, one thing I kind of wanted to ask you, which by the way, um, sorry, if you heard any dings, it's cause it was literally from my older sister. Cause she just literally just like texted me <laughs> asking how's school going. <laughs> so if you heard a lot of texts, that's literally why. So I'm so sorry, me the thing about like podcast audio is that it's a little trickier to like edit things out versus like a YouTube video. I don't know why. Maybe I'm not the skilled yet. Now I wanted to ask, um, I had noticed that on your Instagram, like I had mentioned, you post things about lifestyle, academia and whatnot. So I wanted to ask, there was this question, this highlight that you put and it was saying that one of the things that you've experienced as a PhD student is people, people, other family members in that sense that ask, why are you studying a PhD? You Mm -hmm. think you're better because you're studying for a PhD? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, so I, I want to be honest, like I haven't gotten a straight up, like, well, I have to some extent, like, I think it's just, you know, when you get those questions and they're sort of kind of like, not direct but you know that's like the actual question that they want to be asking you you know what I mean like those kind of um like you know indirect questions that they want to ask you um so I think I've gotten that before and I don't know I think it's I don't know um I don't know it bothers me (laughs) it's just like I don't know what to say about it it's just you know what I mean it's like insensitive to me and it's not like, you know what I mean? Like I, I personally have never been one of those people that I'm just like over here, like boasting, like my education, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that I'm better than you just because I, I, you know, I went to college or I'm in grad school. I've never been that type of person. You know what I mean? Like, I think for me, it's just like, who are you as a person? Like, what values do you have? Are you you know what I mean? A good human. Like, do you open the doors for people? Do you say please and thank you? You know what I mean? Like, obviously my education is very important to me, but I've never, I've never felt like I'm better than someone just because of that. You know what I mean? So it bothers me. You know what I mean? And, and, and the thing is like, I, like I was saying to you, like, I've never gotten the question directly. It's kind of like one of those questions that they ask you just like indirectly, like, Oh, so like, you know, why did you have to get that? Like, why did you want to go to school for a PhD? Was like an undergrad, not like good enough. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, when people are trying to be slick and not ask you (laughs) directly, you know what I mean? No, of course. And if you don't mind me asking, do you ever catch yourself? Like, well, you just, you just kind of like told me and let me know that at first she'll be like, you know, like with your little eyes, like, hmm, on the inside. But do you ever kind of like stop yourself and maybe ask yourself, because this is what I do, because I get you. Sometimes I get those slick questions, like, why do you need that? Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I try and remind myself, maybe they're genuinely curious. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what I kind of tell myself. So I don't take it as personally, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like individuals like ourselves that are like in our mid 20s, are expected to be married by now, expected to have kids, expected to have a place with like their significant other or just themselves, whatnot. So that's why it's like, that's why I tell myself sometimes, even though it can be very hard, maybe they're asking because they're curious, but 
I, I don't know. At least for me, it's not always like that. What do you think about all that stuff? Um, I think that, um, I don't know. Um, it's definitely a lot. I know, especially with, it's like you want, you want to, you explain how it is, but even after your explanation, do you ever feel like they still just give you a look like, Oh, I, you just think you're all that. Yeah. I think, I mean, I have tried to get kind of just, I think it depends. You know what I mean? It honestly depends like who the person is and like, you know what I mean? And what tone they say it as well. You know what I mean? Cause that is so important. You know what I mean? And most of the time I've got it in like, you know, kind of just a condescending tone where I'm just like straight up, like, you know what, I'm not going to have this conversation right now, <laughs> but you know, if it, it, it doesn't seem like in a, in a condescending tone at all. And it just seems like, you know what I mean? Like I, I will tell people I chose a PhD because I have more flexibility in like my job options. And if I want to open a private practice, I can do that with a PhD and I can be like a professor if I want to, I could do all of these things, you know what I mean? So it really just depends. Like that question really just depends sometimes on who's the person that asks it and like what tone. I think a lot of those questions that I put, you know, on that post, they, it really just does depend sometimes on, on, you know what I mean? Like the tone and the person. And if you know that people are doing it in a malicious kind of way to just set you off and you know what I mean? Cause that, that, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, my love. And same thing. I get you, but it was crazy. Cause I noticed that post, it got a lot of positive feedback with people pretty much confirming to you. I felt that way, whether it was through their likes or whether it was through the comments. Yeah. And you know what I was just saying, or like a little earlier right now that a lot of people are like, you know, I think that, that we've all as PhD students collectively gotten those questions, even if it's just like in indirect sneaky ways, like, you know what I mean? Like, because people have a tendency to want to just like sneak some like questions or even with like a look, you already know what they're going to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like exactly like no definitely now before we continue on to one more question I have to ask for you I did want to say that my sister apologizes <laughs> for trying to tune in into this episode I know many of you can relate to this especially as Latinx first gen gente you know when you're trying to get something done but your mom Girl, or your I sister's they just insist on calling you 20 times Girl, and you're literally story. I have a great story for you. Sh share it, share it, enlighten us. <laughs> okay. This is, this is really, really weird. And actually I was talking about it with my sister right now, but I have three sisters. So similar to you, I have, you know, sisters and anyway, so like one time this was in undergrad, um, I was, and this is back in the day when like we were living smaller. So I had a, just like we literally had like only like a bedroom and like I had to do like my recordings in my bedroom. And then like our living room was literally like next door. But anyway, um, my sister was like listening to tamborazo, like in the living room. <laughs> and I was recording a presentation for my class. Like it was just like, I had to speak, you know what I mean? Like through PowerPoint. And so you know, I thought my, you know, presentation was fine. The audio was great. Like I was able to finish and submit, submit my presentation. So, you know, okay. 
Monday in class. So we, so they put decide that I'm going to be presenting to the class this presentation. The audio comes up. Okay, so the presentation's like running. Then the audio comes up, and on one of the slides, you can literally hear the tamborazo music blasting in this audio. <laughs> and it was just like everybody. It, it was funny because like. I had like my friends, obviously they were like Mexicanos, but like the other half of the classroom was like white and like talk about like lack of privacy from like your sister. Like my sister was blasting that music. And so it was just like, you know what I mean? Oh, sorry. You know, <laughs> girl, we just experienced it right now in this episode. It's just like sisters. A lot of sisters in our community, because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've been one of those sisters, too. Well, I'll insist on, like, texting my other sister. And then when she tells me I'm in class, I feel bad. Or that she's in class, I feel bad. But, like, yeah, it's like a lot of the phone calls from our parents or siblings sometimes come in at the wrong time. And it's hilarious because they would think after one time, <laughs> it'd be like, oh, okay, they didn't answer. No, they'll keep going. By the way, I also have my phone turned off. So every time... I record an episode solo or interview. I turn off my phone. I'm sure they called my phone first. And and I also had told them I was interviewing tonight. But like, yeah. <laughs> they reached to my laptop. Has that happened to you? Yeah, it has. And I'm just like, dude, if I didn't not get to you on the phone, what makes you think that I'm going to get to you on this second device? <laughs> Exactly. But overall, we know they mean well. And I just love that we can actually like relate to this because we have all sisters. <laughs> yeah, I know. Talk about sisters. And another thing, it's just so funny because like, so my room right now is actually like near um, the kitchen. And so sometimes during class, like you can hear my mom like banging the pots or something. <laughs> And it's like, oh, my gosh. I'm just like, the whole class is going to hear that my mom is cooking. Obviously, it's a good thing, but, you know. <laughs> exactly. Those, those are the struggles of social distancing, online learning, and a Latinx household. But thankfully, there's struggles that can be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, my love. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap off this episode. But before we do, Myra, can you please, if you'd like to, with your kind and wonderful heart, share where everyone can reach you. If they have any questions about grad school, if they want to learn more about your trauma study, because I was definitely intrigued when you told me. So what do you, how can you like, how can we reach you? Well, you can reach me at my page, uh, Becoming a Doctora. Um, and you know, if you ever want to collaborate, we'll, you know, I'll just send me a message and we'll probably go off Instagram into like an email, but you know, that's where you can find me <laughs> the most active. I get you so much. All right, everyone. So make sure to check out on Instagram, becoming at the doctora cafecito con estrellita and please rate and review this podcast. It would mean so much. Bye everyone.